Hello, hello everyone. We are live for um, a new episode from the series of lives we've been doing on the books by Naoki Higashida. The reason I jump um, and uh, fall down seven times, get up eight times. Um, today we are going to talk about um, autism and learning a new skill. Um, how easy um, is it for autistic people and autistic children to um, start or initiate um, that particular skill, to start it, to push it through, to the mastery, and then um, is it easy to um, keep it mastered or to uh, become um, maybe like perfectionist on it? Hi, Jen! Hello, hello! Hi, Claire. You can see my head in here. Oh. <laughs> That's it. I've got an even bigger head now. Uh, I know. Just focus on these funny, lives is a little intense. Funny lives once, yes, indeed, indeed. So, how do you find the um, new book that we are doing? I think it's great. It's, you know, he's older now, so he has a bit of a different perspective. Um, a little more um, kind of a mature perspective on things and he gets into, you know, a little more challenging topics. So I think it's really and also, mm -hmm. And also more, hi Claire, hi Mandy. And also I found that more like in depth as well. Um, Yes, and uh, I haven't read all of it, but um, I didn't see any of the stories that he has in the first book. Did you find that he has stories in the second book as well? Do you remember his stories? Yeah, I, I kind of read them in the beginning, and now I just skip over it to get to the meat of the, <laughs> of the chapters. True, true. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm really excited. Have you seen Karina or? Um... I've been in touch with them, so they yeah. should be here in a minute. So Karina and Bella, or Bella, you're here. Belinda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Karina and Belinda will be joining us today for our discussion. So um, maybe since this is recorded and people might be tuning in, why don't we start with introducing ourselves and then when our guests get here, they can introduce themselves and then we will go into the chapter. Yay. Yeah, we definitely do that. Would you like to start first? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm Jen Slayton. I'm a psychotherapist and coach and I specialize in autism. So I've been um, drawn to the profession or drawn to this to autistic people since I was very young. And it wasn't until probably the middle of my adult life that I started to realize that my family was neurodiverse. So everything kind of made sense. And um, so anyway, I'm, I'm here to just offer support. And, you know, we have expert guests, people that are autistic, parents that have autistic kids and some professionals so that we can learn from everybody. So I will pass it to you, Bella. Oops, I, I lost your sound. Oh, great. Can you guys hear her in the audience? No, I muted oh. myself, so. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was like, oh no, not another technical thing. Yay! <laughs> um, I'm Bella. I um I am a teacher, and um, for the last uh, three years, I've been working with uh, autistic children, delivering music sessions for them. So I converted my whole teaching experience into just teaching music for well-being for um, autistic children, um, aged between. 18 months and um, uh, 10 years old 
Um, and I, I really enjoy what I am doing. And like you, I've been learning a lot, even though I've done, you know, quite a few trainings as a teacher in schools about um, autism and autistic children. I found that working with the families and learning from um, different autistic adults and autism advocates, I've learned so, so much. Um, and uh, I'm quite excited to be here tonight, <laughs> tonight here in the UK, yeah. <laughs> or night everywhere. Okay. Um, yes, and I'm quite looking forward to um, hearing more insights, you know, about learning a skill and uh, yeah, how, how much more challenging is than for neurotypical people. Absolutely. Um, I did hear from Belinda. She'll be here any minute now. <laughs> I don't know where Karina is, but um, <laughs> so I think I'll, I'll um, I don't know, do you think I, I, they already know the chapter. I don't know if I should read the chapter or just, I could talk a little bit about um, what I've seen with, especially with kids, autistic kids that I've worked with that sometimes if there's a new skill or a sport or anything new, they, of course, I'm not talking about everybody, but it's not that uncommon that I've seen that they don't even want to try it because there's almost like this perfectionistic feeling that I have to do it perfectly or I don't want to even try. So it feels like there's a lot of anxiety behind it. Um, so that was one aspect. And then also, if there's a mistake, sometimes a mistake can trigger a meltdown. Um, because it's it to them, I, I'm well, that's what we want our guests to tell us what it feels like. But um, so I've always suggested things like preparing ahead of time, that mistakes are okay, playing games where you deliberately make mistakes, things like that. And I'm sure, Billy, you probably have a lot of musical games where yeah. you kids things like that. Yeah. I saw um, Belinda's here. Is she able to join? Yeah, I sent her a request, so let's see. <laughs> okay, okay. You got paid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You... Um, yes, I think um, what I found um, like challenging when I was in school um, as a teacher in classroom, you know, uh, teaching you know, a national curriculum <laughs> that was not adapted um, at all, even though I was trying to, you know, um adapt as much as i could um the expectation was that they should be able to access it one way or another unfortunately and uh, what i found tricky was um to actually i was good you know at um getting them involved and um making them wanting to try this you know using my you know humorous way of being <laughs> and using songs you know for transitions or for specific activities and so on um <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what are you doing um, hi. Hi. <laughs> can you hear me okay yes yeah. okay yes. Um, my son i had to set him up doing our <laughs> reading which he's supposed to do for school so oh. everything yeah thank you for your patience Oh, of course. Um, <clears throat> Karina came on and then she got kicked off. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was saying that for me as a teacher, the, um, the challenging thing, and I think even as a parent now, again, is not like starting, beginning. Um, it's actually throughout learning that skill, you know, how to sustain that motivation, how, how to sustain the stamina, how to sustain that attention uh, that was, is required, and then um, how to just keep going so that, you know, the task or the, uh, the skill is achieved, if not 
like mastered i found this was is like a very long process and it required like lots of motivation along the way and i think it has also a lot to do with executive functioning skills and um um i also found that it was really sad to see that after they worked a long time in learning like a new skill if it went a few days or a few weeks without practicing it they nearly went to start it from zero which yeah seemed like regress but i'm not sure if it was regress or if just that's the way how the neurodiverse brain works until it masters it i don't know but those were the like the challenging bits and i you know i'm curious if the parents and other professionals if they they are in here and other autistic adults how do they see it and how easy is it for them to maintain that skill up here without practicing that much <laughs> um yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. That's so true. <clears throat> That's why sometimes over the summertime, kids in school, especially autistic children, kind of lose some of the things they've learned. Yeah. The summer slide, they call Is that what they call it? The summer slide, I think now is the term for it. Oh, really? But it applies to, to all kids that, where they can, you don't want them to slide back and forget. So for my son, it's an hour of reading every day and then I have him do math. That's required by the school. That's a letter we got from the principal and an hour of, of hour reading uh, minimum, but you know, an hour is enough. Break it into half hour chunks if you want uh, for sixth one into seventh. And then um, I add in math, of course. And then I have them in some sum summer um, school. They offer like summer, um, summer school, um, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's not summer school required, but just to um, keep those skills up. Yeah. 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 They would call it extended school year over here. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So do, is Karina trying to log in or what's happening? I don't over know. There? Oh, I'm not sure. We'll probably need to start this. Can we hear? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hopefully she can join us. So um, I'll send her a text to see if. See where she's at she's yeah. yeah okay um, and i'm gonna be i'll listen in i said i think she's joining us i do think so i, think I see a little see. a little circle yeah. spin circle i'm listening i'm just gonna rub i'll be right back check on my son real quick okay thank you so much all right are you coming karina oh my gosh it's like she's stuck in the other universe oh my gosh <laughs> The uh, yes it's so frustrating all of our lives there she's gone again <laughs> oh my goodness all right well they both um have the chapter ahead of time so i will read it for everybody and then we will discuss it and hopefully karina can get on here with us um so this is the book that's by Naoki Higashida, and it's called um, Fall Down Seven Times, Get Up Eight. And um, this chapter, he calls it Plodding Along Tortoise-like. And um, so he writes, he's like between 18 and 22 when he writes this one. It says, when I'm practicing something every day, but I'm still getting nowhere, I feel like I'm plodding along tortoise-like. Absolutely anyone can do this, so why can't I? My ongoing failure weighs heavily. It's taken for granted that in order to acquire the skills we don't have, we need to practice every day. This is why people who work with us pay us such close attention to the results of our practice. But for those of us actually doing the practicing, often the process doesn't feel like the natural, obvious way of doing things at all. We're always being told, it's fine to progress toward your goals a tiny bit at a time. But this is our therapists and helpers talking, not us. We, who are putting the practice in, want to master whatever we're doing as soon as possible. 
having us take these incremental steps might feel right and look correct for the neurotypical people around us. But those of us who are being obliged to work at a snail's pace might be sighing inwardly at our slow progress toward new goals. Anyone, neurotypical or not, can tell whether we're getting better at something or not, surely. My point, please don't think that by not pushing someone toward a goal or by not stretching their abilities, you're automatically making it easier for them to arrive. Life isn't that great for turtles and plodding along tortoise-like is no picnic either. Yeah, so um, sounds like the, the extreme frustration that he has of taking things a little bit at a time and really wanting to, um, like I was saying earlier, just master it right away. Um, do you wanna, hopefully Karina can get on. I don't know what we can do for her. Um, Belinda, oh, <laughs> she keeps popping up. I know. I, her, I think the problem is like in certain spaces, her Wi-Fi is because um, uh, when we do a, a FaceTime, sometimes it's on and see it'll it'll come off. She has to find the sweet spot for her Wi-Fi. Oh my gosh! Okay, okay. It'll happen. <laughs> She'll just keep trying. So, yeah. um, Belinda, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because we haven't done that yet, and then we can oh. talk about the chapter. Oh, yes. Hi, I'm Belinda, a former um, advocate, professional. I don't call it social worker because I don't have a license in social work. I have a degree in psychology, but uh, I call it professional advocate um, that I've done for over 10 years, uh, mainly for children um, who were in um, foster care, uh, taken from the parents from, uh, for, because of abuse, abandonment, or neglect. Um, I also worked at um, Child Protection Team, um, which took care of those heavy-duty cases with children hospitalized due to, uh, due to abuse. Um, but also worked with um, parents who were um, imprisoned, parents who were the abusers and abused as children, uh, worked with the elderly in long-term care, worked in law, law enforcement. Um, that was actually quite uh, interesting uh, to do that. There she is. And, uh, Guys, I'm so sorry. I was trying so hard. <laughs> You're running, you running that I did. Say hi to Justice, guys. Hi. Hi, Justice. Nice to meet you. You too. So we're so glad you made it. We did go ahead and read the chapter and Belinda is just introducing herself and then we'll introduce you and then we will go to our topic. I was listening to the chapter. I was like having a panic attack while trying to also join and all that stuff. But I'm so sorry. And thank you so much for having us, um, Jen. Yeah, I'm Bella. Oh, okay. I'll finish real quick. So um, then uh, I had my son. I stopped working. Uh, and at age 10, he was diagnosed with ADHD, age 12, no, I'm sorry, eight, diagnosed with ADHD, age 10, diagnosed with autism. I later also uh, got diagnosed because I saw a lot of myself in him. And um, I, too, have ADHD um, and autism, and we both have anxiety. And if you, I may pop on and off, um, having an emergency, I've had written to Karina and uh, Jen, um, the medication, this is, this could be a clubhouse topic, uh, insurance and medication and having to get authorization. So I've been on the phone with the doctors, pharmacies, the, um, the, the, uh, the insurance provider to authorize it because it's thousands of dollars. And, and we pay, I will tell you, we pay $600 a month for family health insurance. And it's amazing, but you still they need authorizations for this medication is called Enhancia ER. It's actually extended release Ritalin and it's new. Eventually they'll be generic. Eventually everybody will be, you know, able to get it. But for now, um, if you're lucky, you know, you can get it. So if I get a call from one of them, excuse me, I may pop on or off, but I'm um, happy to be here. Um, I met my friends here on Clubhouse. I met Bella here on one of our first chats. And um, basically, uh, I like to help parents who are new to the journey or people who are new to the journey themselves in neurodivergency. I've created a couple of clubs on Clubhouse, um, started a new room, and um, just for a place for people to get together and, and, and 
say hello or say, hey, I'm newly diagnosed with what I do or uh, just unmask and be safe. So like replays are off. So which is the whole point of it. So yeah, that's me. Thank you. Thank you, Belinda. And um, if anybody doesn't know, Clubhouse is an audio app, so you can have conversations on different topics. And so if you are interested in what Belinda was sharing, um, Belinda, Karina, and I all do rooms on Clubhouse, you can contact us directly and we will hit you up. Okay. <laughs> so Karina, tell us about you. Hi guys. Um, so yeah, sorry I was moving around a lot. I'm struggling going to perform these days, but then I said I laughed because I was like, oh, I don't need to actually. And um, a really huge shout out to Belinda and her wonderful clubs that she's um, she made ages ago, but recently we're kind of have reviving them. And um, I re I re remembered what it is to be a master stuff like that. So so yeah, and I know that of course you ladies are so wonderful. You don't really care about that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, so yeah, my name's Karina K. Um, I so yeah, Karina K. First of all, pronounced K like. Not Karina Kai or Karina Key or any of the wonderful versions I've heard. I know the comments, I don't really mind yet. You know me, I don't really care about much. So I've never really offended who would pronounce it wrong. But some people on the are a little bit scary about their name being pronounced wrong, aren't they, Jen? But I've said, um, yeah, I'm a medical student and um, much like Belinda, um, I came onto like um, Clubhouse at first. Yeah, mainly to just talk about my, I'd say my journey, but I hadn't started, obviously. Um, talk about my experience, yeah, my experience um, as a, uh, neurodivergent individual who was only literally in that, in that moment gaining awareness. So literally, I didn't know anything at all. I found out everything, and then um, I had my breakup period. I.e., I was angry at the whole wide world. Like, and everyone can, a lot of us can relate to that. Just kind of literally having all the flashbacks of all the past memories and realizing, oh my gosh, all those times when people like, I don't know, like literally took the piss out of you, or like I don't know, like done things, and it's like wow. Like when I think about it, they took the ones to me. <laughs> like you know, all of that. Yeah. So a lot of people have that moment when they really feel that. I was lucky-ish that my moment of reliving all that happened to be online. Um, I don't know if I'm going to figure out bad till this day. Um, however, now, um, now I definitely would say I've been on a huge journey, um, Jen. From one of the people like yourself and Bella, we're so happy to connect with. Um, yeah, so thank you so much, guys, for having us on the show. But yeah, I'll stop now. Say sorry. Okay, thank you. Sometimes you're talking a little fast. I'm trying to keep up with you, sweetheart. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um... I was reading the chapter about um, what, how um, the author was talking about going slowly to learn things a little step at a time. It's extremely frustrating. And I also had shared that I've seen a lot of children that don't even want to try something unless they know they're already accomplished at it. So we were talking about, there's something about that learning process that seems frustrating or difficult and then retaining what has been learned. So um, that's just kind of a summary, but whatever kind of you guys want to talk about, about what strikes you about this topic. So uh, Belinda, do you want to go ahead? Sure. <clears throat> Personally, I think, um, and again, I am looking at a mirror, a 12 year old who I'm telling, you know, this one hour, you can break down the reading in half hour chunks or, you know, 15 minute chunks throughout the day. No, I got to do it. It's like when you are given a task, you want to do it and you want to do it right. And of course, you want to do it right the first time. But he is, for example, for him, he's relentless. He will not stop until something is done. And then his mind is complete. I'm trying to put myself back to that time um, in my life. But I think now as an adult, um, if anything, because I also have ADHD, um, it's more multitasking. So it's like, I know um, when I'm speaking with someone and I'm taking notes and then I'm trying to just help put it all together. If there's a plan and, and we're brainstorming, I feel like I just, you know, I, the name, the date, the time, you know, um, and that's just an example for an adult, um, for a child, I guess, you know, for a puzzle, if you want to put a puzzle or a Lego, he loves Legos. It's got to do it and it's got to be done no breaks straight through um mm -hmm. and then the same for me there seems to be a um especially when i was exercising um more um or at all actually i haven't been lately you see in my <laughs> but um i am relent that was my thing is exercising when i was exercising um before i had a car accident um six days a week relentless sometimes two hours a day and just had to do the exercises um you know, the way they were done. And very, very like, um, you know, and, and it's funny because I think when they talk about chefs being 
you see a lot of male chefs or male fashion, or you used to, male fashion designers because they just can throw things together at the last minute. You know, this creativity, you know, which apparently women, I guess, didn't have because they weren't in that space. They were just wearing the outfits or eating the food. Um, I went on a tangent there, but um, I feel like uh, I'm more of like book-like. So if there's a recipe, my mother gives me a recipe, a South American recipe. I'm South American. I, I have to, oh, it's a, how much of it? A quarter cup of, or a quarter cup of this, uh, a third teaspoon of that. I'm, I'm very like rigid that way. Um, so that's my, but, but, and, and, you know, when the taste, like, how did it taste? You know, when everyone's trying it, I ask my husband, did you like it? You know, did I like it? Did my, did our son like it? It's, you know, the expect, you set such a high bar and such a high expectation and you put so much into preparing, at least this is for food. So I'm switching from Legos to food to, to projects. I know Karina can speak differently because she's much younger. She'd be my daughter. I feel like in some ways she is because I'm much older, but um, that's how it is for me. And, and seeing my child, that rigidity that, no, no, I, I'm going to do this uh, um, project. I have to finish it. Uh, no, no, I, I'm going to do this Lego. I'm going to finish it. He enjoys the Lego, so there's not that uh, anxiety. But when it comes to school things, I do see the anxiety pop up a bit. So that's my experience. Thank you. Yeah, if it's something that's that is not like something that you already know, like cooking falls under this umbrella of cooking or Legos is play. But if it's something like it's a new skill that's not familiar, is that a different? Is that a different yeah? Well, approach? even yeah, I mean, like every Lego is different. We for Christmas he got uh, it was like, I think how many pieces was it? A thousand pieces? Your your car. A thousand yeah, pieces. but I mean, if it's not something that he knows is going to be enjoyable, like, um, well, that was learn... enjoyable. That that was a challenge for him, though, because okay. it was so many pieces. He didn't get to do it in one sitting, and he kind of put it off. His dad was like, "Did you not like it? Why aren't you doing your Lego?" And it took him a while because it was very challenging. There's a lot of little pieces, so. You can say something. Okay, and then, and then is that like then you realize that you misplaced something on the and you got wrong piece and it's like, it's like, dang it, now I have this part. All of this part where I messed up and it takes forever. If you like, put on one door, wrong, yeah. On the door, it was really annoying. Yeah. Really annoying to actually get them closed. Normally, I'll buy him a Lego set that he knows that it'll be here it is and he's done. But this one. Yeah, it was a Lego technic. That's it was a challenge. Really get, you know? Yeah. And, and then for me, like I cook, I'm a stay at home parent. So I cook every night pretty much except weekend or Friday, the weekends. And um, if there's a, I love trying new recipes and can you repeat the question? Is it, do I feel it challenging? Well, I, I was listening to your son talk and he was saying that if he got, I couldn't hear everything he said, but if there's one wrong piece, you have to start over almost. Because so you have it's, to start all over. Okay. Yeah, like if it's it's a car, so the bumper, if you don't put that one right piece there, you have to take the whole bumper off and, you know, try to put it together correctly, following the instructions. What? It was just normal Lego pieces. It was the doors. Oh, the doors. So the, the doors. Yeah, the, the instructions weren't very specific. So the doors, he had to... He put one part, wrong part. He had to redo them. Um, like some pieces look like other pieces. Yeah, and some pieces look like other pieces. So it was confusing. And the door. So was know, he like, like super focused on it to finish it, or did he give up, or did he? He would well. So when he sat down to do it, he would be super focused, like laser focus. And then you know, okay, it's dinner time. We can't be all night doing this, you okay. know? The hyper-focus kind of. The, hi the hyper-focus yeah. is definitely there. Usually Got he sit does a Lego in one sitting. He's very, he's okay. highly skilled with the Lego. So, but this was, this was for, a, uh, what's the age limit? It was um, 12 plus and he's 12, 10 plus. Okay. And then if I'm trying a new recipe, um, I'll say that, um, so you kind of hyper focus on that too. You're oh, very focused. oh yeah yeah yeah. Like I have to get it very exact. Like when I, you know, I mean if yeah, I mean if I had to buy, um, it was Father's Day past Sunday, and I had to buy, I wanted to get my husband a new wallet, 
this may be a little, I'm just going to say what I did, but I had to go through every single, so I found a wallet I liked, but they had a few. I literally had to open every single wallet and inspect the stitching to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It had to be perfect for me to be comfortable to buy him that wallet. So okay. yeah, it, it, okay. so that's just a random thing, but I mean, it, that apply, you know, imagine applying that to, you know, everyday life, grocery shopping, uh, you know. So you have that perfectionism that we're talking about, the things yeah. need to be perfect, yeah. They, yeah. It's it bothers me if I walk in and when I'm looking here at my frames because I'm in my dining room, if it's off, it has to. I, I don't. I don't feel right if something's okay. not symmetrical to me. I, I was. Right. I was gonna say, Belinda. I was dying when you mentioned the thing about the uh, the purse. The, the purses. It's so relatable. Like, why are we like this? I said to Justice, why are we like this? Like, I, and literally, very much. Like, I do see you as my sister. Like, really the same person. And I actually felt quite affirmed. Just going to him like. They, I said, oh, they kept saying I would change when I got older, but I haven't. I'm still the same me. Go away. And I laughed. That's literally what I did while I was muted, truly. Um, yeah. So that's why I get so happy. Like, literally, I get overexcited when I hear you guys, you know, say these things. Oh, my gosh, my life. Like, I just feel like so real. <laughs> People feel like I was fake about everything, about every single thing. Even not so much as that. Like, I was exaggerating yeah. or, or something, you know. But we have to do it. People need to do it. Um, Even and I wrote so things down while you were talking. So thank you so much, Belinda, for sharing that. But yeah, go ahead, guys. <laughs> Yeah, well, so what I was hearing is the, you know, with autism, people can have ADHD to a point that it's a separate diagnosis or obsessive compulsive disorder. So it's a separate diagnosis or it's it's just a part of the autism. And so you're you're kind of addressing both of those. Like the hyper focus is kind of an ADHD trait and the perfectionism is kind of an obsessive like trait. It's like, yeah, yeah. and then there's anxiety. So exactly, anxiety yeah. with the wallet, like, oh my God, this one, did, the first one I saw didn't, none of them had the perfect stitching. So now I have to find another one. Will I find one? Right, so you really, right. and then I see the same in a 12 year old. And, you know, my goal is for him to, to try to, not, to, to minimize that as much as possible. You know, I, I'm much older. Right. So uh, it's, it's, I don't think it's healthy, you know, for us to, to put ourselves through that. So there's, right. we have to find ways to, to manage, to cope. And, and, and my goal would be to teach the younger generation or help teach the younger generation so that they don't have to suffer because you do, you suffer internally, right. mentally, right. and physically. We suffer. And that creates anxiety, right? If something's not going to be perfect and it's not like it's a rational thought, it's just a reactive, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it's yeah. just like I said. If I go to your house, Janet, something's. I think Jennifer Aniston. Everything's asked off us, for my house. Well, you know Jennifer Aniston. She's from that show Friends, and she mentioned there's toilet paper, and she, I like also it to be up. Some people put it down. So when she goes to her friend's house, she said, you know, and she'll flip it. I've done that at my parents' house. They didn't. I didn't say yeah. anything, but I'll flip it, and that's like, you know, it's like a little, little OCD. Yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. OCD. A little off but yeah. that's who i am and that's what i do yeah. um i think i just need to comment on that on that one because i have a lot of thoughts yes thoughts. please go ahead no no but then you don't have ocd and i'm not gonna have this no because i just <laughs> sorry guys i just said once again she's actually my twin sister i'm getting excited we do not have ocd i'm actually for you okay guys um me and belinda i don't know about any other people but however truly in my opinion what mirrors in my opinion is actually the reality is um we have autism we have adhd and um i think it's very very common and um, for those who are in the in general to actually have like quite Rigid, rigid, rigid and repetitive behaviors, and um, very much so in women, especially that's something actually a lot. Um, it's very focused in us. Does that make sense? And I think that's something that's kind of confusing. And so where you yeah, say it's around. So Sorry, you're it's, it's you're going really fast. It's it's in women. It's more common. Is that what you're saying? To have these? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll chill out. So I'm saying I in women, it in it's more B, common. But in addition yeah. to that, I'm saying that um, um, in women, um, we have these traits. And they're basically subclinical. Um, they don't cause us anxiety. Um, when so I was irritated. So yeah. So um, while I was back in um, so viciously, it's because um, I was uh, annoyed back when I was younger um, at the friends I had. <laughs> they were lovely friends. It was good to have friends for once and be unmasked around them. Um, and I was doing my stuff. My stuff, i.e. like just washing and all the things that I do. Um, and um, then they started to like make jokes that I was OCD. Um, for me, the funny thing is, I didn't mind that, and like for once, I was like, happy to have people make jokes about me and actually like it and feel like, oh, this is what friends were like, okay, fine. But I was irritated because, as an autistic person, because I had things to be right and proper, 
And the reality is, um, I was aware I didn't have OCD. Even back then, I had studied the fact that, um, I can't explain it. Um, well, at the time, what I had obsessed, because I'm very, I take a bit of information, and I keep it in, and then I run with it. So what I had learned at the time was simply just that people have OCD, it's like they can't escape their thoughts, and it's racing, racing, racing. Um, you know, like, oh, if they want to, um, one of my things that I had to do was maybe wash my hands, I have to do that. Um, if they didn't get to do their thing, um, that was associated with, with other things. It wasn't just fine, or just stressful, or just, you know, all the other things that me and to. It was more like, oh my gosh, now I'm really convinced that my mum is going to die. Because, do you know what I mean? They have, um, yeah, so they have, so I actually know the words, it's so annoying, but I'll come back another day and just tell you then. But basically, with OCD, the proper um, diagnosis, um, you have an obsession along with a compulsion. Yes, that's what I was saying. And what I was saying was the element of that people like me and Belinda, um, we are obsessed, we're not compulsed. We can stop if we want to. Do you know Not if we want to, but you know what I mean? Um, so that's what I wanted to say. Thank you so much, guys. It was so hard to get there, but I got there in the end. Yeah, so you're saying that you'd have these obsessive thoughts and these negative thoughts that didn't actually translate into any kind of behavior, but they would just... Uh, I'm saying that um, these, these repetitive and rigid behaviors, in the absence of negative rumination thoughts and that, all that stuff going on in the mind, that is actually just normal autism and ADHD, and it's common for it to look like OCD. I hope that's... Uh, yeah. I definitely, in the comments, will definitely like, literally write a simple sentence after this, and literally it'll be the whole thing of what I wanted to say, but yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. And if you're, um, Karina, if you're needing to learn something new, what, um, and it's not something you're familiar with, so it's gonna be a new skill or a new something. What What is your first reaction? Like, do you, are you worried or do you're enthusiastic or what, what kind of happens? Um, so I definitely think that um, as a child, and even still now, it's definitely across the board I've noticed. Um, neurodiverse individuals, because we automatically want to like organize everything and categorize everything. And, um, and yeah, really uncomfortable one familiarity like you're saying. Um, so definitely for me, I think when I'm trying to learn something, especially in this phase that I'm at right now, I've had to accept the reality of like, my competency varying and things like that. Um, so the reality is, and it's kind of always been that way, so I mean, it's always really, so it's, yeah. Um, but having three steps max, i.e. like kind of make, breaking something down into like its most simplest steps. Um, and like, yeah, breaking apart whatever information or thing I'm being given. And I'm making it as super, super simple as possible. And then like, yeah, trying to work out, in the end, my usual, my final process, step in the process is actually working out how to teach somebody else. But to me, what I've noticed is actually, that's something I did on later on. That's like a mastering thing that I do. Um, so then make the information, whatever it is, possible for the you know I mean? person and to present it now, like other people. But for the most part, when I want to learn something, yeah, I really have to break it right down, simplify it, and repeat it over and over and over again. That's so important, like literally. Um, and actually, that's when it becomes enjoyable and things like that. And I don't actually enjoy things, I don't get to repeat them enough time. That's what I really want to say. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, that we were talking about that earlier, about needing to repeat something so much to be able to learn it and retain it. Yeah. Um, the real dad, I'm sorry, we can't add you. They only allow four people. But if you would please give send some comments, um, we'd love to hear what you know what you would like to add and share with us. Um, so Bella, how about you in this topic or as a parent or as a teacher? Yeah, I was talking um, in the beginning more about uh, the challenges that I found as a teacher. Um, but yeah, it, it still stands as, <laughs> for me as a challenge. Um, this journey and how to keep it going. So yeah, I'm 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 wondering how the, um, how do you, Belinda, you know, manage to. I, I don't know, support your son through his journey of doing that Lego <laughs> or when he wants to give up or when something is challenging and how do you support him? I mean, I can learn some strategies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, I let him play with his friends um, video and why was, because we have, you know, one laptop, one tablet and, um, and most of his friends have their own and we're considering it, but we're kind of, mm, there's a lot of video games. Uh, we don't want to go that route. So we, um, I said to him, I have an interview and it would, and I need silence. So it'd be a perfect time for you to do your hour of reading. And awesome. It's okay. So he's doing his reading and he's also snacking 
and I'm kind of, but he's in a living room in his relaxed state. I'm not, you know, helicoptering. Um, traditionally, say if I was doing another tip, I'd check in, but not check in. Kind of like more of give, try to give him autonomy, but also have that watchful eye so that focus doesn't, you know, kind of go anywhere else. Or, you know, kids will be kids, even neurotypical kids. If you say sit and read for an hour, they're probably going to find something else to, to do. Um, or I will sit with him and read myself, whether it's, you know, doing my thing, like maybe check my emails. I'd like, I mean, I got the book, Jen, so I want to read it with my son. Cause I read, I read um, the reason, we read the reason I jumped together. <laughs> so I got it from our library. It was a good book. You liked it? Okay. Put that in, put it in a, in a plate. Not, don't, not directly. Okay. Excellent. Excellent snack. Okay. A spoon. I'm so sorry. Yes, use a spoon. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So he's fixing yogurt and he's putting on wheat germs. So I think by mimicking, he sees his, my, my husband reads a lot more than I do. I will read more like quick, um, you know, those little magazines you get, but I think it's mimicking as well. And, you know, we do mimic. I mean, I, you know, I mimic a lot. Echolalia, I mimic people when I'm with them. I may be mimicking you if I'm with you for an, a good amount of time. Um, um, encouragement, encouraging words, supportive. Um, I also learned recently um, about growth mindset. His, um, his teacher at school that does the summer classes is talking about growth mindset. So instead of saying, wow, you did that. You're so smart. You say, wow, you did that. That you, you, you know, that's a great thing that you're doing there. That, and so you're not making them think that they're, it sounds awful to say because all children are special, but they won't put, if they don't do, if they get an A and you say, you're so smart, my neighbor took a husband, you got an A, you're so smart. No, you got an A, you worked hard and you earned that A. So next time if they get a B, they're not hard on themselves and feeling like they failed. When it's a B, for God's sakes, we ask A's and B's for his report card. So yeah, he says if he gets a, he'll internally scream. That's what he says. Like he'll, that's his, you know, he'll internally scream if he doesn't do well. So I think that that's the trick. But if you're sitting with them, you know, and they're, sharing that space for them even if it's five minutes Bella as mothers we're so busy so much to do and as a working mom there's so much to do so um I think and even five minutes is, is, is something so spending that time being close but given the accomplishment especially as they get older they want to be Marina, can you mute yourself for a second oh okay sorry we're getting a lot of feedback Oh, is that okay now? Or yeah. Okay. I was saying that um, even if you spend five minutes with them, I think that counts for more than more than you, you know. You don't have to do the whole hour because as as working parents, as parents, very busy, um, and um, it also gives them that autonomy. But you know, I will might I might uh, put up my image and kind of check, you know, kind of just a little look-see. And I was saying that even for neurotypical kids, we'll do the same thing. They, I know if you tell me to read for an hour and you put me in a room, I might get distracted. So that's the, that's so a, the that's growth a, mindset versus saying you're so special is what? What's the difference? Well, it was, so, so it's, a, I'll send you the YouTube link or I can put it on the chat. It, instead of saying that you got an A on your test, you're smart. You will say, you got an A on your test. You worked hard so that if they get a B next time, they're not thinking, oh, my God, I failed. I'm not smart because I got a B. Right. So it's more of right. on, on focusing. Um, I'd have to – I'm not well-versed in I saw the video, you know, kind of okay. quickly, but I passed it on. I will send it to you, though, because it's something that she wants us to use this summer. And, Bella, I will – you know, I'll send it off to everybody here, of course. Uh, and I'll post it as well on, on my okay. Instagram. But it's something that it helps individuals. He used, um, oh my God, the name of the, ch the, ch the young chess uh, prodigy. It was the movie called Searching for Bobby Fisher, but the boy's name, it's another name. Um, and um, he mastered chess. He mastered jujitsu. He mastered, I think he's doing taekwondo, um, MMA, uh, mixed martial arts. Um, but that, yes, my son did mix. Yeah, he did mixed martial arts when he was four first. Every summer they pick up. This summer it's rock, wall, uh, you know, indoor rock gym. But it's more of like he didn't think of I'm – it helps to be able to deal with failure because we're all going to not do as good as right. we want 
100% exactly. of the time. Yeah. So yeah. instead of being hard on yourself, which neurodivergents tend to be, I think we all are, um, you know, as neurodivergents, it helps to say, okay, I got to be, you know, let's see what, what, why did I get a B? Let me talk to the teacher. Not, I'm so dumb. I'm a failure. I, I'm, you know, cause that's what happens. That's truly what happens. And even mm -hmm. as an adult, if my husband, and I go back to cooking Bella because I cook every day. Um, if something is uh, good, if something is, uh, oh, it was a little bit too salt. You know, I like to add spices. I'm a Latin American, Spanish, uh, Latina, Latin America. I like to add spices and we add everything as we're cooking. Um, he is, um, he was born in America, born and raised here. And um, his mother uses not the same spices that I do. It's very different cooking. So he likes to add his, his spices after the meal is cooked. But in my mind, you're not, you know, when you're cooking, that's when it's being absorbed. And I also tend to think there's that movie, um, Oh God, it was, it's a Spanish movie, but the woman, her emotions would go into her cooking. Um, it's no, yeah. a Pedro Amaldovar. I can't think, I'm thinking Eat, Pray, Love. It's not that, but, oh, like water for, no, not like water for chocolate. Um, I'll get it. But <laughs> anyway, <okay. laughs> when she was angry, the food didn't taste as good. But when she was happy or in love with, you know, her boy, the, and I guess it's a tragic ending. I haven't seen it. He's seen it, but apparently her emotions would go into the food. So if I'm angry at my husband, I don't make dinner that night. Let's just put it that way. Karina knows. Last night, it was like frozen mussels, yes. And I threw it pasta, and I put butter. And mixed it. And I think he snuck some of it and ate some of it anyway because it was actually pretty tasty because it was already pre-seasoned. So that's what I have to offer. I'm sorry I always talk, 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 talk a lot as well, but <laughs> thank you. I know. I was going to comment on something that you said earlier, and now I kind of lost my, what I was going to say. So. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, when Belinda touched on the growth versus fixed mindset thing, um, that's really, it, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say the element of that. It is really, really important um, to teach um, young people, especially those of us in universe. I, it depends. Um, I found my worth through education. I did. No, that wasn't very good. Um, one, my mum would say, that, oh, it is a good thing because you made you do well. But no, much like Belinda said, it doesn't work like that because when you're not doing well, you're not doing well. And then they take you on as um, it means something about them themselves. Um, it shouldn't be that way. So I think it's really important to kind of normalise that from a really young age. Just what Belinda said, language is really, really, really important. Um, because I know for myself, um, I kind of, like, that's kind of, my internal script really is kind of what keeps me going, kind of prevents that inertia. So a lot of the time, ways when I speak to myself, I tell myself, oh my gosh, you did so badly. I thought on a test, like, I would train myself into doing well. However, like, that can be very problematic, basically. Um, I was saying how important it was. It's really good that Belinda does that place to be. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's all. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. And I think that's one of the points of this whole um, concept of learning something new is that that perfectionism. And I actually would love to see a complete overhaul of the education system and get rid of grades and get rid of that, you know, comparison. And um, I went to an alternative college for a couple of years and it was amazing. They had no grades you had written evaluations, you decided on, it was very small, so you decided on your courses with the professors and talked about what you wanted to learn versus them dictating this curriculum. It was just amazing. And I think, I think education sets people up for that perfectionism. And I really agree with that, Jen. Does. But Jen, you know how you said it was small? Because I was going to say that, oh, but before you said before you said it was small to me that was the answer. I was gonna say how did you maintain focus because that, that was the thing. I think like at times neurodivergence need a bit of pressure. It needs to be the right kind of pressure or something. I don't know personally. Um, easy example, literally. And that's the thing. I need examples to make it simple. Um, I needed to be focused, but not really. I was chilling, enjoying my Saturday. But I knew I wanted to do some basic tasks in the house before Matt came home. And I knew the fact that if I just blink, I turn around. <laughs> Four hours will be gone, and now I've not done anything with that time. And I know that I'm really comfortable with not home, so I can do like my cleaning that kind of stuff. So I, I um, FaceTime Justice, um, but I didn't need the fa not FaceTime, but on Teams, Teams call, without any camera, and said, okay, I'm going to leave you here, audio only. And that was enough, that, that was making me feel actually uncomfortable. I can't explain it. I said to him, oh, that's good, because it makes me uncomfortable, but not too uncomfortable, but I can't explain it. So I could be unmasked in the house, but also feel uncomfortable enough to be aware of the time, to be aware of these things. And I feel like it's the same with education and learning a lot of the time. I don't know. But yeah, so, but then you said it was small. So I was like, oh, because in my head, it being small, having that conversation, doing it, so that's how it works. Oh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, needing structure and motivation for sure. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I hear you. <clears throat> um, I was wondering, Bella, can you share some 
strategies that you do with the young kids to teach them to, you know, it's okay to make mistakes and to try. I imagine you incorporate your music and things like that. Do you have some like children's games or things that you do? Um, I don't usually do something, um, you know, like specifically directly teaching this, that it's okay to make mistakes um, because um, I can see how they are getting distressed if, if I start talking about, um, you know, making mistakes. So instead of doing this like directly teaching, I make mistakes all the time in, uh, in my music sessions. Um, I, you know, I start singing the wheels on the bus on another melody, for example, or I start playing the wheels on the bus, but I do the actions for Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, for example, and then they look, and then they say, that's not right, and I said, oh, no, I made a mistake, what can I do, and sometimes I say, I'm gonna stomp my feet, I'm gonna kick something, you know, in my music studio, and they look, and then I say, no, <laughs> you know, or they look, or if I see, you know, if they are nonverbal or if I see that they are reacting but not saying or expressing anything, then I say, or oh, maybe there's a better idea. Maybe there's something better I can do after I've done my mistake. And then I come up with different things and then I ask them, what shall we do? And then they decide for something. But I, I make mistakes all the time. I fall over. I say, let's march. And um, instead of marching, you know, I, I sing like a marching song, something like the ants are marching one by one or something like that. And instead of marching, I sit or I trip over or, you know, things like this. And I say all the time I say I make a mistake. And um, I try to talk to the parents all the time to highlight at home when they make a mistake or when they drive and they see that, uh, you know, a driver made a mistake or themselves made a mistake. Maybe they waited too long to, you know, to to break before a traffic light or something like that. I say, can you please mention all the time all the mistakes that you make? And to be honest, all the parents that I've worked with, um, um, they all the time say, oh, yeah, it makes sense. I've never thought of that. And I usually don't say out loud when I make a mistake. And I say, yeah, I know. And that's how your child thinks that everybody around them is perfect and they have to be perfect too. So it's really a tricky concept. And in my experience, I never say, what do you do when you make a mistake? Because then they are like, oh, you know, they're kind of their brain of course, for example, I have a little girl, I've been working with her for a year, and every week, with absolutely no gaps or anything, she's done massive progress with all of emotional regulation and other issues she used to struggle. And because we've worked for over a year, so regularly all the time, 45-minute session, quite long uh, for a seven-year-old, I can ask her more direct questions, you know, like, what made you worried today? Or... Uh, um, you know, what um, um, What did you uh, think? Because we were talking about flexibility. So then I asked her directly, uh, how did you show flexibility this uh, week at home, for example, or at school? And then she's, you know, she's coming up with answers um, because we've worked on these things for a long, long time. But in the beginning for like eight, nine, maybe like 10 months, I never asked these kind of direct questions. I constantly modeled, pretended to make it into a game so that I give them an opportunity to practice all of these skills and strategies that we are what talking age, about. Yeah. What age yeah. are you talking about, Bella? Um, so in this case, um, so usually um, that would be See, from like four, five, six, seven, something like that. Yeah. But to be honest, even if a 10-year-old came to me and I'd be told that they are struggling with this and this and, you know, so many issues, I'd still do my first I session. I was going to say, there's no age limit whatsoever, Jen. Please, yeah. the way that Bella described learning. I said, wow, this is yeah. me, bye. Um, I was going to say, this is much love, love um, learning from you and I love yeah. the whole, like, play thing. I feel like with older kids, like I've had kids in therapy sessions that are older that we can talk about it directly. 
and um, start well, I was going to say, about... Jan, I can't explain it. Um, I, I, I can do it, but I don't want to. I can't explain it. I'm just going to let you know that sometimes, um, even those of us who develop the skills, we're not really enjoying it. It's not naturally how we want to do it. It's really scary. I don't know. As I said, it's going to be quite intimidating. That's what I wanted to make. Yeah, so thank you so much, Bella. It makes it less intimidating. I found even to this day as, as a grown-up, which can be quite embarrassing. Do you find it yeah, scary find it... to talk about? I'm Direct question. you find it scary to talk about making mistakes? Oh. Yeah, so I make mistakes, but in general, the direct questions. And uh, that's a simple example of um, of uh, Bella saying direct questions. Yeah, making mistakes, but even kind of with a lot of things, because it leads me back to um, when we were doing a reason I jumped through months with you, and I was thinking about the things about food and stuff. Um, it's, I've worked out with like, my partner, it's scary, it's too direct. What have you eaten today? It's too, like, it's, I don't know, I don't know, so, um, at times phrasing things in a different way or making the learning experience more relaxed. Thinking everything down, I mean, making it more playful, I guess, literally, as, as Bella described wonderfully. Um, it, it's still necessary for me as an adult, basically, what I wanted to say. Um, yeah, around a lot of yeah. I think it depends a lot of also what, because my process when I, I have an inquiry that somebody would like to start a session with me, um, even if I have like six places availability, I'm not offering them come tomorrow. We usually have about an hour conversation, you know, this week, and then I'm coming up with some planning ideas. I need to know everything I can possibly know without breaking like confidentiality rules about that child. And then I usually, after I plan something and after I have a better idea or after I go and do some of my research, because sometimes, as we know, autism comes with some other diagnosis. So I, or with some other, you know, struggles. So I sometimes have to go and do my own research or, you know, ask somebody um, with a similar experience and so on. And then usually I go for another, you know, a session and sometimes I mean all the times I record a little video of myself saying hello to the child putting you know lots of pictures or toys and stuff that they like in this video and then I send it to the parent and then I ask the parent can you please watch like a detective all the reactions uh, you know that they display while watching the video of me because I want them when they come to feel you know comfortable so I think my way of approaching kind of each child depends a lot on what I know about them before that and sometimes with some children I am um, you know we make up different songs or we take a traditional song and we change some words of it to make it more personal to that specific child um, and you know recently I've been playing this uh, song Try Everything um, by uh, Shakira from Zootopia from the movie and it seemed to be so successful because absolutely each line from that song says that try everything try what you want to try and do it and I'm going to keep falling and I'm going to keep getting up and then it says um, uh, nobody learns without making mistakes and usually like everybody's brain kind of freezes in that moment because like and I can see when we are singing it they are singing up to that word and then it's like um, nobody learns without getting it wrong you know kind of they they struggle to say it <laughs> you know those uh, children uh. that are really perfectionist um, so yeah it depends a lot like you said, it might be, I mean, I had a six-year-old in, in school at some point, and he was very mature for his age, and his language was like a 16-year-old language, something like that. So everything with him was like so rational, so direct, so, and my silly games didn't particularly work with him. But when he kind of could let everything go, he could be quite silly himself, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I think yeah. it depends. But yeah, You're that's so what I right. usually do. Everybody's so different, and you need to get to know the person before you start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't All usually right. do big, big things on this because I think it's also part. You know, all of these obsessive compulsions and so on. They are more like for therapy things and I'm not a therapist I'm a teacher and a music teacher and sometimes I'm reluctant you know going really into depth with this um I see that what I'm using and my methods I really provide them with uh, that strategy and attitude ah it's okay and I say when you make a mistake think of Bella and then I will go eh, you know so 
yeah, if they have this, that image in their head, I'm sure they can get it over a little bit quicker. That's great. That's great. I'm going to use that now, Bella. When I make a mistake, I'm going to use that image of you going, ah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, we're going to need to wrap up, but I'd love to hear final comments or things that have occurred to you that we didn't touch on. No, I was up. just so glad um, that you guys had me. I'm so sorry I was such a chaotic guest, but um, but it was just one last point. I think I was, I was inspired by something somebody said, but um, I think part of why it's helpful to break things down into steps for me personally, and um, it kind of alleviates that whole mistake and thinking thing. Cause I worked out at a young age, it wouldn't work out. I would get too. I mean, even though I wouldn't have meltdowns like most children, I was kind of what describe uh, kind of like that child that you just described better. Um, I seemed very logical. I'm very very grown up. Um, and I, do, I mentioned I've now gone the other way. Like, now I'm an adult and I can't really be a grown-up. My point was basically, um, I worked out that it didn't work out. I, kept, I would keep melting down. Things can't be perfect. So I think breaking down things down into steps means that it's fine if I mess up, I can just start again. And that is what I do. My rigidity is, yeah, I'll be honest. I think I wanted to kind of, I guess, give an idea or support maybe to universal individuals themselves. If you do find that day-to-day, they find themselves getting overly upset and, like, you know, not, not able to regulate because they can't do their stuff or they can't do it their way. Um, if they break it down, at least they can like, yeah, we'll start again and kind of think, okay, it's fine, well, step one, step two, okay, step two, okay, let's do it again, you know? Um, and just, yeah, so that's, that can be a way. I know we have to do it over again, but at least if we just try, just, just try our best, basically, to kind of keep it in a way that can actually help support our lives and not bring us, uh, hold us back too much, yeah, our rigidity. And that's what I was gonna say. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks. I think too, if you break it down into steps, do you get a little sense of accomplishment each little step, like you've completed it, does that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming and persisting to get here. <laughs> and Belinda, how about you? Sorry, he's like, are you done with the interview? I'm like, no, do I? And this is one thing. I like what Bella said about, because they do need to see us make mistakes. I think it's important for children and to see that it's okay. and. I kind of like make light of it, laugh and laughter out of it, you know, and, and make it mm -hmm. uh, like amusing, you know, not, not like the negative try, try, you know, it's not easy. Um, but um, God, I was going to touch another point just now. He's like, Oh, are you done with your interview? Cause he wants to FaceTime with his friends and you know, he wants the, this laptop and I'm on top of the laptop purposefully. Um, and I said, you know, when you're playing with your friends, you know, unless it's like dinner time, I don't come in and interrupt. So it's like, there's a lesson in that. Now, again, this is for a 12 year old. So I'm always, I'm always feel like I'm, it, it might, it's me, well, you know, like even when I buy him gifts, I always like things that are educational, it'll help and, and, and not, and this was even before I knew of his diagnosis or my diagnosis, but I try to think of everything as a, a, a teaching, a teachable moment, as we say. Um, but I love Bella. They, I love that Bella. They do need to see us fall. They do need to see us make some mistakes and know that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And and to help to build that resilience and to know that, you know, you can keep trying. And if you keep trying, you can get it, you know, get it to where you want it to be. But that that's kind of, I really, I really enjoyed that, that uh, falling over or whoops, or making faces. That was, that's, that's exactly what um, I think we, I think, that all parents, caretakers, and um, providers should be doing is teaching children that um, we we all make mistakes, even adults, even adults that are in, in charge, and it's okay. So thank Absolutely. you so much for having me. Appreciate it. I was gonna say, um, Jen, um, my friend Justice wanted to say something. Um, yeah, go ahead, Justice. <laughs> Hi there. Sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah, no, I I only recently realized that I was even neurodivergent like last year. And I decided to start tutoring um, with that in mind, actually. So I put in my description that, like, I'm kind of learning how I learn. So I try to teach kids at a slower pace because that's how I prefer to learn. And a lot of the kids I would get would not want to continue the lesson because they're like, oh, well, I don't know this and you're very smart. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. Uh, and it makes them much more <laughs> comfortable because they're like, oh, man, my teacher is so silly. But they keep wanting to have lessons with me specifically because they feel no pressure to get it right and then the more they come back the more they're like oh yeah i did great in biology and i remembered that thing you said about this and that so it's like it removes this kind of formality and it allows them to accept that they learn in a different way 
I want justice on Clubhouse, please. We need Leave to leave him alone. Linda, no, I told you guys about this. Okay. No justice, no peace, no me. Everybody knows me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. No, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. That's, no, that's um, one thing I was going to add, putting yourself at this. Guys, I'm absolutely joking. I'm absolutely joking. He's on Instagram, and you're with Emergent J. But he's on all the other apps yet. But just Instagram only. I mean, yes. Sorry. I got to look at But I am very pricked off him, as you can see. But yeah, thank you so much, Linda, and um, Jen, and um, Bella for having us. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. I know I love that idea of presenting yourself as being flawed and being light about it. So. Yeah, you put, so yeah, I was going to say, you put yourself at, um, when I would work with teens, I acted differently, you know, so that, that they could understand me. I wasn't that adult. When I worked with little kids, I acted more like they're eight. It, that's just, that's what worked for me. But I think it was helpful because there's not, just like Justice said, there's not that, that um, even as adults, if I walk into a, a conference or to, you know, say, go to graduate, like Green is in uni, for medical school, you see a teacher, you're like, wow, they're like, you know, you see them as like godlike, but right. they're humans too. And, you know, we cut everybody and we all bleed red. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think it's just being able to try to put yourself and, and for some of us, it's a lot easier. And I appreciate that Justin had said that. Pleasure, Justin, I've heard wonderful things about you. I look forward to speaking with you uh, more. Yes, absolutely. He hasn't heard wonderful things by him. He hasn't at this point. <laughs> All right. And I want to say hi to the real Dalid. Thank you for listening. And you know what? Right. Oh, that's in the Dale. Comments. That's Dale Dixon. Dale. Oh, it's Dale. Oh, yeah, it's oh. Dale. Hi, Dale. <laughs> okay. Hi, Dale. <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't know who that was. Okay. He's the real Dale D. Oh, the, the Dale, Dale D. D. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, Bella. And do you want to say any closing remarks? I just thank you everybody for your ideas and for everything you shared. Um, it's really lovely to resonate with your experiences and reassuring that, you know, I'm on the right path and doing the right things. And thank you very much for coming live with us, oh, Belinda. Yes. Bella, I and, feel the same with you. With Jen. I, I always feel like I always learn something here. Every time, I know it's been maybe this is my third time as a charm, and I appreciate it. I'm humbled that you will bring me in and ask me because I love, I love being, I love the energy. I'm all about the energy. But uh, I learned so much from um, uh, Bella and Jen, and then your guests who today happens to be Karina and um, Justice. Thank you. Um, it's always something that I learn new and I don't, I'm, you know, and I'm like, you, when you see me, I was like sharing because I'm like, more people need to know this is happening. And I'm just like sharing the room on chats and, and that I belong to and whatnot, because um, I, I just think it's important to get the word out there. And I look forward to uh, reading this book with my son. Thank you so much for the, um, the, uh, the title, Fall Down Seven Times, Get Up Eight. Wow. I mean, it's amazing. So we, um, you know, every day we'll read a little, and, and this is what we do is we'll read a chapter. And that's how we I did that. Uh, the reason I jump. Yeah, we started. To, I well, that. I got the idea from you and Bella. So thank you to, to both of you for introducing yeah. me to that because honestly, I've not been reading books as much as I used to. I've gotten away. Everything's so, you know, so quick, you know, and, and easy on, yeah. the, on the electronics. So it's nice. To I wanted to thank both you and Bella for um, you guys coming on here and doing these like regular lives and stuff. You've educated like me and the girls so much. We're always excited every week. I know uh, who's going to be on next and, you know, and the books that you've introduced us to. And also help us stick with. And Belinda's so right. We say we want to read, say we want to read, we don't get around to it. And so it's been a great opportunity, both of you ladies, here on IG and also back up in the days on Clubhouse. So like, yeah, thank you so much, guys. You do a lot for the community. So I was going to say, thank you. All right. Thank you guys so much. This was thank lovely. And, and uh, I have it on my calendar. I didn't know it was weekly, but I have it on my phone calendar. So I will be attending, you know, down there, you're going to see me sending hearts. <laughs> All right. We so have thank Carly you. and Christina next week are coming. So Excellent, yes. I'm back. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, thank everybody. You so much. Bye. Thank, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.